0: Hey, hey, guys, it's your girl, Maya K, and these are the keys to the friendship game. When I posted that I was going to um, be doing or potentially doing an episode surrounding keys to the friendship game, ironically, that video was about four minutes long. I uploaded it to IGTV, and I got a pretty good response, at least on the, the views end. There were about, um, I think, 173 views, which it doesn't mean that everybody who viewed the video are all interested in that topic per se, but I do feel like it's something heavy on my heart that I definitely would like to um, address and to discuss. I think it's important that we kind of have some clarity on keys to the friendship game. So there won't be an in-the-news segment, there will not be an interview, and there will not be a game segment. I just want to, you know, get some things uh, off of my heart, things that I've been praying about in the last year with my transition to Los Angeles and... Now, moving back to the East Coast, as God has called me back to Philly, if you have not gotten a chance, please make sure you go and you uh, follow me on Instagram at writer Maya, and make sure that you um, watch it. It's about a 10-minute episode (coughs) where I share my heart and what God is doing. So, keys to the friendship game. What brought this on? Um, I'm so sorry, guys, if you hear any noise. Unfortunately, my last week in L.A., I am spending it here. Um, and I'm in a different location. Uh, I leave Friday morning, so, you know, I am. I like to be professional. Uh, Peter Paros, uh, as you know, will be on July 28th. And I ended up having to record his whole interview in the closet <laughs> on Saturday. So you sometimes just have to do what you have to do. But I'm not going to be with you guys long. Here's here's what I, I really feel when it comes to friendship. So I was watching my forever first lady, Sarah Jakes Roberts, as she did, hosted her awesome Woman of conference. And I wasn't able to attend Woman evolved, but I was able to subscribe. You could subscribe for $9.99 a month on for her channel. Um, they have an app, iTunes app, and it's really cool. So I was able to watch live. And one of the sessions was the pajama panel. And one of the main themes of the pajama panel was friendships. It's so hard to be to do friendships as an adult. And what I loved was Holly Ferdek said something that I always say and that I always do. You have to be the friend that you want. Be the kind of friend that you want. Instead of having a pity party when no one's encouraging you, send some encouragement. Um, Instead of being upset nobody remembers your birthday, you know, send someone else a birthday blessing. Be the friend that you want, and God will send you those friends. So one of my challenges in the area of friendship has been that I feel many of my friends Um, seem to disappear when I need the most. And now I'm not even going to say many. I'll say the few who have sworn up and down I was their sister and, you know, they can always find my number when they need something no matter how small, but then when I needed them, it's like no, you're nowhere to be found. I have a childhood best friend named Erica. Shout out to Erica Bailey Paul. We've known each other since we were two. And I was living in Korea when her father passed away. And then I was living in Atlanta when she got married. So there were two very important moments in her life where I could not be there. But one, I was out of the country. And one, I was out of the state. You know, Atlanta, Pennsylvania. And, you know, she never took it personal because she understood that I was on a mission that God had sent me out. So with that being said, I've had moments where people have let me down in the same type of circumstances, not a wedding and not death, but near, well, one was death, and one was a near-death experience. My mother had cancer twice. The second time she had it was in 2017, and I had never felt so lonely in my life. And what bothered me is, and, and I mean, let me just say this. I didn't do this podcast to blast anyone or to make you feel bad, but at the end of the day, I have a ministry. And that ministry is my voice and speaking to people's pain and their, you know, hurts and where they are in life. And so the reason why I made this a topic is because there were so many people who were sharing with me their friendship stories, including my friend Erica and the struggles they were facing. And so I said, well, we can't be the only ones going through this. Let me make it a podcast topic, especially because uh, there was going to be one episode that was only going to be me. There were no interviews. So during the summer, because that's when my mother was diagnosed in 2017, I felt very alone. And... I excuse excuse my my best friend Erica from this because she didn't know what was going on. When you're in a space of trying to deal with a traumatic moment like that, you don't have time to be calling everyone and texting everyone what's going on. But when my mom recovered, she was right there. She helped me get a job interview to, you know, start working again. And she was, you know, we basically were inseparable most of all of 2018. So we're those type of friends that pick up where we left off. But here's the one thing I would like to really share as a key for friendships. You cannot call yourself a friend if you only come around when, one, you want something, and, two, to celebrate high moments. If you are absent during low moments or cannot be found when your friend needs to talk to you, To me, that's not a good friend. You can't find my number and all of a sudden remember me when you need something. But then when I need you and you know what's going on, then all of a sudden you disappear. And I have had situations like that where when the person wasn't that close to me, I didn't really care. I didn't take it too personal because it's like, you're not one of my close friends. I don't expect too much from you. And I don't expect now anything from anyone. You have to learn how to not place expectations on people. What you do is you fu- you ask God to fulfill your desires by placing people around you that can help fulfill those desires. So for me, um, I think the other key, this is key number two, is just because you would not react to something the same way your friend does or would does not give you the right to dismiss their feelings. So during that season, I had reached out to a friend, a former friend, and shared with her how I felt. This was back in, like, January of this year, and why I had decided to remove her from my life. And her response was, well, I would have never done that because – You know, I have a lot I'm dealing with and so, so forth and so on. And if somebody can't be there for me, I would. And right then, I said, never again, you don't have to worry about us at all. Because, one, she took my message, I think, as me wanting to reconnect, which I would never put myself in a situation to be let down again. So, no, I don't want to reconnect. I mean, obviously, if, if God had me remove you, that it would be dumb for me to go back to someone who I felt like let me down on more than one occasion, right? So nonetheless, my thing is, you know, when you dismiss someone else's feelings just because you wouldn't have reacted that way, which I know is a lie because in the past she did react that way. I remember, s- like, specifically the exact event, the the time frame it was, the month it was when she did react that way because someone... Wasn't there for her, so I think it's funny when people forget, you know, and then they try to throw in your face when you're feeling some kind of way. So that's key number two do not dismiss someone else's feelings because you claim you wouldn't act that way. When my mother is dealing with a life or death situation, and then we find her brother dead, and you're nowhere to be found, but five months later, you're on my phone texting me to do a writing thing for you, writing something for you because you need. Um, you need a summary of what you're doing for your project, that's, like, to me, disrespectful and a slap in the face. You understand what I mean? So, again, now, if you never showed up, then that's different. But it's funny how, you know, you knew of these two incidents. You knew about my mom. You were a part of all of the information. But then you could turn around and find my number when you need something. I don't care how small the something is. I don't care... If you just need a penny, you're calling me because you need something. So key number one is to key number one is to make sure that you are you are being the friend that you desire, but that you aren't placing expectations on people. You have to place you have to ask God to again reveal the desires that you have about friendships and ask him to send people while he's preparing you to be that same person for them, but to send people into your life who can help fulfill those desires. Don't put expectations on people. And to make sure that with your friendships, you know, that you aren't um, placing these type of responsibilities on people who honestly may not even know what a great friendship looks like. Um, Key number two is just to really recognize when you're in a shifting season and when God could be removing someone. But if they're removing someone, regardless of who does the removing, it is not your job to tell someone how you would handle something or say that you wouldn't, especially if that person has a record of when you have reacted the same way. Um, So I release people with love and blessings. I think the third thing I would say is, when you are a woman of God, it is so important to make sure the people around you are godly women, and um, make sure that it's okay if you have people around you who are not necessarily there to pour pour into you the way you pour into them. Meaning, meaning your friends should be pouring into you. Don't get it twisted. But they may pour into you in one area and you're pouring into them in the other area. So, so, it's I'm not saying that they shouldn't be pouring into you because they should, but it just could be different. Do you understand what I'm saying? But what I am saying is that you should not be around people who are draining. So that was my whole thing. Like, people shouldn't be draining you, and they should be filling you up in some kind of way or capacity. You understand what I'm saying? So even if you're not able to pour into me the way I pour into you or in the same areas, you shouldn't be draining me either. And I felt like that was what really hurt me about that particular situation is, you call me to talk to me about your husband, you call and talk to me about your mother and all the challenges that you face, and here you are disappearing when you know I need you most. But here's the fourth key. You have to learn that when God has someone disappear out of your life during a certain time, whether you feel like they should be there or not, God is protecting you from something. And maybe God was protecting me from that person still trying to drain me or tell me about their issues when I'm going through my own and trying to get me to see I removed that person because they would have, yeah, they, they care about your mom. They would have tried to support you, but they also would have been still draining you with their issues. And so it's like, wow, you know, we we all So this is key number four. You have to accept the fact that rejection really is protection. You have to accept the fact that what God is doing is intentional and that he knows who this person is, where they are in that season of their lives, where you are and what you can handle and can't. So you have to kind of respect, not even kind of, but you have to respect that God is... You know, like I said, doing something in your life in this season and in a different way. And you have to know that he is moving on your behalf, even when it feels painful, even when it's lonely, even when, you know, you're wondering where everybody is and why there's not so and so around and why such and such and such and such. So you have to literally trust that he's working things out for your good and he's doing what he's doing for a reason Um, and so those that those will be the keys to the friendship game but number one I really think you have to be the friend you desire and don't have any regrets about having standards sometimes people try to make you feel bad about the way you feel because they know they're wrong and they're not mature enough to apologize I again I release people in love and peace to this day I have no ill feelings towards anyone I still will support whatever you're doing especially if you're building the kingdom and you're, you're working with, you know, um, youth or anything that's positive. But, yeah, I'm obviously looking at you different, especially if you were so dismissive to my feelings that you go, oh, well, she, she feels this way, but that's, that's, not, that's not accurate. That's basically what you're telling someone. The way you feel is not accurate just because I wouldn't feel that way. So um, I would say if you're waiting, if you're in a season of waiting for God to send you these fruitful, two-sided, evened-out friendships, keep waiting. There's a prayer that I posted um, that I will post in the comments of this podcast episode. I'm going to post them. It's a I mean, post it. It's a prayer about friendships that that I found on social media. It's very and short and sweet but it's so on point and it touches on so many areas so if you're waiting I'm going to pray to close out this podcast that God would send you but while you're waiting that you would cling to him so dear heavenly father God I thank you for every person listening into this special keys to the game podcast on keys to the friendship game father I thank you that the women who are listening would start to not only be the friend that they desire, but trust you in this season of loneliness or separation where you're working on their hearts, and you're working on their spirits, and you're working on their emotions. We thank you that we don't put anybody above you. We thank you that we are able to rise above loneliness and perhaps go serve someone else or send out the encouragement, as Pastor Holly Furtick said, that we desire But also help us to use wisdom to not to not pour so much into people and then we're getting burned also help us to recognize who's an assignment and who is not a friend and sometimes we confuse the the assignment and friend and we go on and we make them we make our assignments our friends and they were only supposed to be an assignment so god i thank you right now that you will give these people wisdom inspiration help them to understand and to hear and to see the plan you have for them, and to wait for that plan to come to manifestation while they're waiting to be a friend, to serve, to help others. And, Lord, for those who have just ended friendships or who are coming out of a tumultuous friendship breakup, I ask that you would heal their hearts, help them to release those people in peace and not to have any bitterness or pain. I ask that you would cover them and that, Lord, they can just walk in forgiveness um, some people don't know how to be a good friend because they're still dealing with rejection from their own family. And so how can they be a good friend to you? Some people define good friendships as, well, I'll let you hold some money or borrow money. Even though you didn't ask, I'll let you borrow money. But that's not necessarily a good friend. I can go to the, the bank and get a loan. So, God, I thank you. And we cover these people, and we ask that you would minister to them in the dead of night. And that you, again, would bring them relationships that are reciprocal. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed this special mini episode. Um, I'm excited to be able to share my my pain and transparency while also allowing you guys to share yours. Um, Feel free to leave comments. Um, Here's the thing. I'm open to constructive criticism on the podcast. But when you, you know when you leave somebody a voice message, so my podcast is recorded on Anchor, and you can leave a voice message. Like listeners can leave a voice message, and so can other podcasters. Um, and I listened to one this morning, and I felt like it was a little sarcastic. And it was from what bothered me was it was from another woman in Philly, and it was another black woman. Now again, I'm open, you know, I I'm, I have tough skin, but when you leave a negative comment and it doesn't have anything added to it. You sound almost like a hater. So, you know, I I mean, God bless you. I'm not mad about it, but if you would have elaborated. So you could have said, um, and and here, you know, as you guys listen, feel free to let me know. Do you feel like when I'm interviewing people, there's domination on my end? I know with my previous co-host with Gio, I had mentioned that to her after we did our first two episodes, that I felt like I was dominating the conversation and she wasn't talking enough. And we kind of fixed it. The last two she took the lead. Um, so episodes five and on, these were celebrity interviews. And I personally feel like I can actually see, I record my podcast through Uber Conference. And Uber Conference lets you know how long each person talked versus the other person. And in all my interviews, literally the other person, it says they talked for 40 minutes and I talked for 20. I never have where it's I talk more than them. So the person's comment was, I just want to know, are we listening to one person or is it supposed to be two people talking? Thank you. So I took it as sarcasm because if you hear two people's voices, then it's obvious that it's two people. And so I took it as she was saying I was dominating the podcast. But I have, again, proof on my end (laughs) that with the, uh, the ones that have been uploaded since episode four, that, you know, like I said, Uber Conference records how long each person talks. They're full-time, and all of these people are talking. If, if we're on the phone for 69 minutes, theirs will say they talked for like 45, and then I talked for the rest of that time. And, of course, they're not saying consecutively. They're, they're talking about the total duration, and they have the ability to, to record this. Nonetheless, I don't need to justify myself to anybody. Um, I took a look at that person's podcast, and I'm like, you have three episodes. I don't even know what they're about. I mean, I'm not knocking you, but, <laughs> you know, I, and again, just because I have interviewed some major people doesn't mean that I can't grow. I'm open to it. But let's make sure, especially when it's another woman or another black woman or, um, you know, another Philly native, let's make sure our, our criticism isn't, like, sarcastic and negative. Be, be mindful. I would have felt better if she would have said, Hey, so it seems to me I love your podcast, but it sounds a little bit like you're dominating. Um, is it that your interviews they they're not talking a lot and you're trying to fill the space or what's up? I would have taken that and be like, yo, thank you. But when, yeah, when you when you do it and you do it in such a way that's kind of sarcastic, it leads me to believe you're just hating. And especially when I have the level of, the caliber of people I have on my podcast and the level that I'm at with my journalism period, having had celebrity cover stories on magazines and so forth and so on, it comes off, again, like you're kind of mad. So again, I'm open, but to my listeners who listen all the time, do you feel like there is anything that I could do to grow this podcast because this is um, basically (laughs) the last uh, episode of the season and so this was a bonus episode is there anything that you think i could do to grow and i'm open to it but if it's negative you will get blocked if it's sarcastic you'll get blocked because i have a sarcastic and joyful playful um personality but when i do it people end up in tears because my sarcasm will have you thinking like damn why why ask that stupid question so that's why i say don't play the sarcastic game over here because like, I'm from North Philly, and, and my aggressive tongue is not going to spare your feelings just because you were, oh, I was just being sarcastic. Okay. So it's best to just be respectful, especially if I didn't, like, come for you, meaning, like, I don't even know who you are and you're commenting. And, again, I'm open to comments. Please understand this. I am in, a, I am in Hollywood. I pitched my book to MGM Studios. Obviously, rejection is a part of the game I'm in. Journalism writing writing books you know i get rejections from agents all the time when i send my books out so it's not about me thinking i'm too good for negative comments but your, i mean for feedback but your comments shouldn't be negative and sarcastic because then it's going to again there's going to be like this reaction and then you're going to say oh she mean and you know i'm never listening to her again and and again if you don't like the podcast block it don't listen be great you know so, yes, um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us this season, especially because there was, there was an abrupt change after season one. There was only four episodes with my co-host, Gio, and then I moved on to doing celebrity interviews. And, I mean, I just want to thank Terry Woods, Carvin, well, let me, let me do this right. I want to thank actor Dramedian, <laughs> my brother Ryan Olin. I want to thank uh, Lyris Cross, who is an amazing supermodel. And one of the first plus winners of Project Runway, I want to thank Carvin Hagen's Grammy award-winning uh, producer and songwriter Carvin Hagen, sh- straight out of you know my hometown. I always say we produce these great gems. Um, I want to thank Kevin Parker, who is a fashion mogul and the founder, the founder of Philly Fashion Week. I want to thank. Uh, Mike Mike is Mike Dowdy that is my little cousin he's a phenomenal artist he's killing the game and he you know I just want to thank him for coming to one and I also just have to say thank you to the GOAT the legend Terry Woods New York Times bestselling author Terry Woods um, and to everyone else who just kind of we, oh Peter Parro so I'm so sorry thank you to actor phenom <laughs> From uh, the haves and the have-nots, he also played on As the World Turns when I was growing up. And so I just want to thank Peter Paros for coming on board. Um, And I just thank everyone for joining us. And, you know, I appreciate all of you. If I forgot a name, it's because the interview was booked after uh, I did this episode. So please forgive me. But anyone who comes on for the third season, you know, I thank you guys. I love you guys. It's just going to get better and better from here. Follow your girl at writer Maya W R I T E R M Y A, and follow the podcast at Keys. That's key. Key with an S on the end, so Keys to the Game podcast. K E Y S T O T H E G A M E P O D C A S T. Keys to the Game podcast. Uh, feel free to click the link in my bio. Uh, you can. Definitely hit me up for topic suggestions uh, to email me, and that's on at writer Maya. There's a link in my bio. I love you guys, and I'm out. Peace.